Hey, hey, friends. Today, I'm going to be talking with Moraine Siddiqui. We're talking all about showing up as authentically you. Welcome to the Know, Like, and Trust show with Brittany Gardner, the podcast where we explore the world of personal branding and how to build your know, like, and trust factor up for ultimate business success. And now here's your host, Brittany Gardner. All right, I'm really excited to dive into this conversation. Moraine has such a good head on her shoulders. She's highly trained. She's so skilled. And when we're talking about showing up as authentically you, the word showing up is in there. And you guys know I am all about showing up consistently. But showing up consistently without a vision, without some leadership behind it, isn't going to do you a whole lot. And we're going to be talking about exactly why that is in this episode. Clients who work with Moraine transform from doing it all to managing it all through organized leadership and effective communication. Trained and certified by the High Performance Institute and certified John Maxwell Speaker, she is a leading authority on the habits and practices of high-performing leadership. Her training and leadership have helped team leaders, business owners, professional speakers, and coaches to transform radical ideas into actionable plans for growth. Moraine is also the co-host of the fast-growing podcast, The Unleashed Leader. All right, with that, it's on to our interview. All right, Moraine, welcome to the No Like and Dress show. I'm really excited to dive into our conversation today. And one of the reasons is because I actually have heard you speak in another situation and I found a lot of value from it. And you just have a really wonderful way of talking around subjects and making it relevant. So maybe you could start off by telling us a little bit about how you came to be where you are in your business today. Thank you so much, Brittany, first of all, for having me here. I love your show. And I'm excited to talk about this topic. So yeah, a little bit about me. I'm still working in the corporate arena as a consultant. I've been a consultant for Kraft Heinz for 16 plus years. It was formerly Kraft Foods. So you probably everybody's had mac and cheese or Kraft singles or something like that in their fridge. So that's part, that's the company that um, I've been consulting with in the engineering. And also along with that, you know, I've been leading a team of 14, so I thought, why not get certified on high performance and running high performance teams? So I got certified with the High Performance Institute as a high performance coach, also a John Maxwell certified speaker trainer, because I love self-growth and I love to develop myself. And when we're developing ourselves, we get to develop other people. So that's what I found is uh, my thing. And I live here in Atlanta with my two kids and my husband, my college sweetheart, and we love it here. Longtime listeners of the show know that I'm a huge John Maxwell fan myself. Maybe two, three years ago, he put a book out, No Limits, and it's still one of my favorites. It's all about, you know, increasing your capacity in different arenas, right? We all have our strengths and we're always probably going to try and lean into our strengths as much as possible. But I love just his take on that. And then, I mean, you've probably read a good number of his books as well, I imagine. (laughs) I think my favorite one is the 15 laws of growth. If anyone was to pick up one of his books, I would highly recommend that because it gives you a perspective in every arena of your life. It can be applied. And the, one of the things that was key that stuck out to me is the law of contribution in order to help other people grow, you must grow yourself. And the way he describes it is be a river, not a reservoir. 
So think about it. Like if you're a river, you're giving and taking, you're giving and taking, right? You're always growing. But if you're a reservoir, you're just collecting and sitting, then there's no growth from there. You're just collecting it, right? So I really like that analogy for leaders that are out there. I'm not at all surprised to hear that from you because the the first time I heard you, you, you talk in one of the networking groups that we're a part of, you just had a really great way of contributing to other people's growth, even in the way you framed your presentation. So I just wanted to throw that out there. It was really nice to, to see that you are actually living what you talk about and, you know, you can have a bio, you can have a about page or a speaker's page on your website. Right. But you're actually out there doing the work. Yes. No, thank you. Yeah. Cause look, the work happens out there, not in here. Right. And how many times do we get caught up in our own thoughts? I like, I just uh, came back from a vacation as I was telling you. And that's what I was thinking is like, when I'm just in my thoughts, I'm not really creating. Sure. There is some creativity that happens, right? New ideas or whatever, but most of those new ideas or creativity that gets really expanded upon and start to come into fruition is in conversation. So if we're not having conversations, how do we expect to grow? How do we expect new things to arise? So it's communication is like one of the key things in order to, and it's how you use it to inspire people, to motivate, inspire, lead people, or bring on new ideas to have understanding. If you're not having those type of conversations, look at where you can start incorporating them because that's your key to growth not only for yourself, but also for others. So I'd love to hear your take. Cause I had a thought while you were kind of talking about that a little bit, right? So, so if you're, if you're only going to grow when you're having conversations and obviously most business owners are going to be having conversations around some things, whether it's with clients or whether it's, you know, with mentors of their own, but I'm, I think for this conversation, I'm probably more interested in how it affects your, your outward appearance to the world, right? So building up your no like, and trust factor requires you to put something of yourself out there, but oftentimes that is conversations. It's not necessarily some, you know, prepared business statement. And, and I know that, you know, when it comes to leadership and everything like that, especially you have to have some sort of kind of drilled in messaging to be taken seriously, but it's also how you, how you talk about it in your everyday, right? It is when you're having a conversation, it's not about go getting, it's about go giving and it's, it's a reciprocity. So Think about it. If you're coming into a conversation and, you, and you're trying to persuade someone, people can feel it. I mean, think about if in any, any conversation that you have, there is some kind of underlying feeling or energy that you will get from the person that's talking. Now, if you're in a space where you're feeling like, wow, I feel really open and I can talk about anything with this person, it could be because that person is also coming from that open space. So getting in tune with the, the thoughts and feelings or that you're having when you're with someone, you already know where it's going and it's getting in tune to that. I think that we're not very, a lot of people are just having conversations because they're trying to accomplish like business owners, for example, if they're trying to get a lead to convert a lead or whatnot, if they've already got that, that I need to, I need to sell, I need to sell, I need to sell the other person on the other side is going to feel that. But if you're really on there to build a connection and then just have a free conversation, 
they will be much more relaxed and open and sharing and whatever it is that's going on, you know, whatever gets um, generated out of that conversation, this discussion. So notice how you're coming in and what you're getting out of there is really, really important as you're communicating. So one of the things that you said, you know, I don't know if you use the word agenda, but you know, oftentimes people do, they have an agenda for a conversation, right? So you and I are having a conversation right now. We both know that this is going to end up on my podcast. My agenda is to help people build up their no like, and trust factor by getting different perspectives from the guests that come on here. Right. And I mean, it's safe to assume that your agenda is, Hey, it's really great to borrow other people's audiences, get my thoughts and my perspectives in front of more people. And And then we kind of see where it goes from here. And because you also have a podcast, I know that you've probably experienced this where you, you interview someone and they're just like all about like me, 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 here's my program, go check out my sales page and buy it. And you're like, "Mm, that's not what we were trying to do here. And obviously that's an agenda mismatch for for lack of, of a better terminology. Right. But I love what you said about when you are having a conversation and it feels open and you're like, Hey, let's see where we can explore this together that the other person can feel that energy as well. Yes. The other person can feel it. And what, what you said there is like, okay, yes, we do have an intention for what our listeners are going to be talking about. It's also when you and I are having a conversation, we're also reflecting who we are as individuals and as people and people can, even though they're listening to a recording, they're still feeling what it is that we're trying to possibly persuade them. So for example, right now, I'm not trying to persuade anybody to do anything, but if they like my, the way that I'm speaking or talking about a new way of thinking about leadership and how they communicate, then they will automatically be attracted to following me or checking out my sites or who I am, what I'm doing. Now, if I'm saying, okay, if this is what you want, and this is how you want to be doing, this is the site you need to go to, a lot of people might be turned off. So it's exactly what you said in the beginning is living it and leading it and letting people get attracted to who you're being and how you're speaking is the key in order to be successful. Stepping into your authentic self is what's going to attract people, not you having to force them and tell them like, this is what you need to do. Right. So I think that's the difference in what your intentions are. Right. Yeah, no, I love it. I mean, you can't go through life without having intentions. I mean, they're, 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 they're going to be there or I don't know, it would end up being a kind of an aimless life, which wouldn't, I don't know, that's not attractive to me, at least. (laughs) I think bringing intentions as far as how you're showing up, like being connected is an intention, being present is an intention, being accomplished or uh, curious is an intention, rather than not necessarily the outcome itself, but really how you're showing up as your highest self is the intention that I think you're trying to I mean, I believe that the whole purpose of the podcast is to inspire people. That's just a way of being, right? Whatever they do with it, whether they follow my link or your link or whatever they do, that's on them. But did we inspire them to do that? If we're just telling them to do something, right? Then that's just kind of forcing an outcome. Yeah. When you're talking about showing up with vision and having that leadership potential there and all of that. And like, I mean, I, I have not taken an actual training by John Maxwell, even though we were talking about how I'm a huge fan earlier, but I've heard enough from him that I, I have a fairly good idea how you're going to answer this. But when you're coming at showing up in a new place or, or in a new arena, shall we say, and you're coming at it with the 
the intention of curiosity, like you mentioned before, how does that change things versus kind of like the old, like bro markety kind of way of like, hi, here's me. I'm wearing very fancy clothes. There's this really cool plane behind me. And because of that, you should totally follow me. You know, like when you're talking about those very divergent (laughs) visions that I just kind of set in front of us, what do you as someone in this field kind of see for people there? So what you put out is what you're going to attract is what I feel that happens. So I I know what you mean about those flashy people that are showing their, you know, private jet and, and sure, if you're all about that and that's what you're wanting to accomplish, know that that person that is portraying that, that those are the type of people they're going to attract, that it's really about what they're going to get for themselves, possibly, and probably not so much about, you know, the connection and who I am and who it is as a person, everything else is a byproduct. So it's how you're going to portray it that's going to show up. If you're coming in as when you work with me, you're going to leave feeling more self-confident or whatever, and you'll get to create the life that you want. Then everything else, the jet, the house, the yacht, whatever it is, is going to be a byproduct of you being aligned with who it is that you are. So I think there's a misconception sometimes when people are attracted to that I think there's nothing wrong with, first of all, sharing that if they want to share that, that's what's important to them. And that's the people that they want to attract. I think it's just noticing the personality and who it is that you want to portray as yourself as being, is it the things or is it who you really are? You know? Yeah. I've come up against this myself and I see people, I'm like, you know what? That's all great, but how will I be doing it? How will I show up as my authentic self? For me, I don't want to show all my things that I have. I want to show authentically who I am and how I can help you if this is what you're looking for. And yes, you may increase your revenue, may increase your income, you may you know, have more vacation, you may have all that, but that's the byproduct. But in the end, you want to be you and showing up as you. And those are the type of people I want to attract. You know, one of the things I, I really like what you said, you know, you're talking about showing up authentically as you, and obviously I'm a big, big fan of that as well, but I think for a lot of the audience that listens to this show, it's a question of how do I know how to show up authentically as me? And I want to give you a little bit of a framing here because I've, I've run into this with a few of my own clients and then I, I see it on social media a decent amount. And I don't think anyone who's ever inquired with me or, or probably really anyone who's ever listened to the show has actually considered renting a jet for their pictures, because I think they all understand inherently that's not their authentic self. And if they have to rent a flashy life to impress people, it's probably not going to attract the kinds of clients that they want. But then there's like, you know, lesser shades of that, right? There's, you know, do I show up wearing makeup or not makeup? That's probably like the most common one a woman's going to be faced with. Do I rent an Airbnb for my next photo shoot because I don't like how my kitchen looks if I'm a cook or I don't like how my office looks, you know, because I'm, you know, tucked into a corner of a bedroom, right? So there's, there's all these different decisions that people are making on a daily basis. And when it comes to showing up as authentically you, I mean, those are, those are outward trappings, right? But what does that have to do with being authentically you? Am I right? Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, I mean, I deal with it myself. I want to make sure my hair looks okay. 
if I'm going to be helping professionals, I want to make sure my makeup is on. I'm making sure my backdrop looks good. I mean, you you can't see me on the podcast, but what you don't see is that uh, I've got things laid out on the floor, right? So it, it is going to be whatever you put out there and how authentic do you want to be about it? And if you're not comfortable with what your kitchen is looking like now to show people and you want to rent it and you're okay with that, then fine, do that. Do what feels good for you what you're comfortable and maybe eventually you get to the point where you're like, you know what? No, really, this is, I rented this kitchen out because I wanted it to look good. So you're focusing on me and not all my junk that I have in the back. You can just say it even, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that because if adults don't know this already, and I constantly reminding my teenage daughters, social media, nine and a half out of 10 times is all what we want to show. It's purposefully showing, I mean, like I showed that I was at the beach and I showed all the good moments and all the things, but there were times where my husband was pissed off about something. My kids were like, like, we don't want to go. And we were pissed off that they didn't want to go with us to the beach. You know, like we didn't get to uh, rent the jet ski at the time that we wanted to rent it. You know what I mean? Like those things, I didn't post anything about those, but I showed about, you know, when I was in the serene moment of, you know, the sunrise or the sunset or whatever. Right. So it's, it's up to you how you want to share it. And then I think what people are now doing, Brittany, is they're creating those smaller groups, Facebook groups or things where they can feel more authentic and show who they really are when they're comfortable with the group of people that they meet. And I think what it starts to take is building those connections with your audience. When you start building those connections, you feel more comfortable, you feel more vulnerable. But when you're just showing up just to show up, just to you know, impress someone, people know that you're just trying to impress them, right? I'm trying to impress you all with my, with my knowledge and the way that I'm speaking right now. So I'm going to speak a certain way, but if it was, uh, you know, just us having girls conversation, I'd be like, I have to go run to the restroom. Are you okay? (laughs) (laughs) It's literally happened just before you came on here because look, I was on calls back to back and I needed to, you know, didn't get a chance. I told you I had, my legs are swollen from traveling. So I had to go to the restroom a few extra times. You know, that's the thing is like, you get to decide what you want to put out there and how real you want to be. And if you're constantly having to fake it, eventually you're going to have sleepless nights. You're not going to feel comfortable with who you're being and it's going to catch up to you. So choose, try it. If it's not working for you, then try something else. There's no right, wrong way of doing it. It's what you feel comfortable with and what you want to live with. So what does it mean to you to show up as authentically you? What it means to me is that being very in tune with what my values are. I value integrity. I value honesty. I value vulnerability. You know, I I value um, just being laid back. And being making it ease and flow and not trying to force an outcome. And when, when I know that I'm anxious or stressed, it, I know that it's because I'm not sitting in my values. I'm not standing in my values. I'm not surrounded myself around those values. And so take, taking a break, whatever you need to do, take a break and figure out, re, recenter yourself, get grounded. When you start to know what it is that you value and start showing up to that, then you will have more authentic days, more connection, um, attract the right people that you want to attract. It's, I think it's really important, especially as entrepreneurs, to make sure that you're grounding yourself often because social media will have you 
flip around every which way and say, oh, I should try that. I should try this. I just, it's, I think that taking social media in small doses is what's most important because if you're even me and get caught up in it and lose yourself, then maybe it's time to limit yourself from social media and work on just who it is that you want to be and not worry about the FOMO and have more of the, what is somebody call it? Jomo? Was it Jomo? Oh, I haven't heard that one. Yeah. Jomo is the joy of missing out, flipping around your fear of missing out to the joy of missing out. And maybe things will turn around. I think some Jennifer Nash, I think said it in our group and I was like, Ooh, stealing that one. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's great. And you know, it's so funny. I, I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of taking photos of everything, but I was at a birthday party. We did like a beach thing at the river yesterday and I took not one single photo and I didn't even realize it until I got home and a couple of the other people there had texted, you know, a bunch of photos to like the group. And I was like, oh, that's good. Now I have a photo of me. (laughs) Like, I didn't realize, but you know, it, it was just living in the moment and enjoying it. And I think, you know, that's a personal situation. That's not a, like a business thing. Right. But I think the same thing applies when it comes to like your business stuff, you're right. Social media is, you know, the, the rosiest of, of glasses on this situation. And, and every once in a while you get people who, who break through and, you know, they don't just post the, the beach sunset. They posted the, the jet ski that did not happen. Right. (laughs) You know, it's so easy to kind of lose track of that. And I think you gave us uh, a couple litmus tests on what we can look for. If, if maybe we aren't quite there, you know, you're feeling anxious, you're losing sleep at night or, or even, you know, you're attracting the wrong kind of people. You're getting a lot of inquiries from people and you're like, no, that's not my jam. Like, why are these here? And and maybe it is what you're putting out there. That's attracting them. Right. Yeah, no, exactly. And, uh, I mean, I just took this week off and that's what I did was some things were going sideways in our business. And I was like, why? And it took me taking a week off to really realize, Oh, I'm spreading myself thin here haven't been focusing on here. And maybe my message should be more like this. Like, I felt like I was each day was a struggle. I felt overwhelmed. And even as the plane landed in Florida, my husband was like, why are you still anxious? We're on vacation. I'm like, I'm fine. What are you talking about? He's like, I can feel your energy. And I was just like, no, 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 I am. I'm calm. I'm fine. You know, but he could feel it, right? My, your family, everyone can feel it. And it probably wasn't until maybe the next day that I really was feeling more myself. I even almost even forgot what myself felt like. And I was like, now I feel more in peace and in tuned and more relaxed once I've removed myself from all the hustle and bustle. As entrepreneurs, entrepreneurship, I heard somebody say this is like a, is a personal self-development. You learn a lot about yourself. And so take the opportunity, if you're new to entrepreneurship, to take step back, because sometimes you need that step back before you can go forward any further and realign. And the beauty of entrepreneurship is you can change things. You don't need somebody's permission. And corporations, I was just talking to somebody, it's like, there's so many red tapes. There are no red tapes when it's your your own company and your own business. So if you need to change it, change it. You know, make sure that you're staying in alignment because you're the one who has to sleep in your bed each night. Yeah. Bottom line. 
Oh, I love it. I think that's a really great way to kind of close this conversation out for now, at least. Um, Maureen, where can we find you if, if we do, like we're talking about, really find ourselves identifying with some of the things that you were saying today? Yeah. If you're looking for ways of how to influence anyone anywhere authentically, and if you're looking for how to make confident decisions instantly within just a few minutes and having a tool to do that, or how to have a continuous growth mindset. We have a free tool that you can join into. It's called go to leadwithselfconfidence.com. Leadwithselfconfidence.com. That'll just sign up right there. It'll come straight into your email and you'll get the tools that you need so that you can be leading with more self-confidence and more alignment with yourself. Perfect. Maureen, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Thanks again to Moraine. I really enjoyed your thoughts on what being authentically you really means to to you, not only to you, Moraine, but to the average business owner, to someone who wants to show up as a leader in their work, and to someone who wants to show up as a leader and a thought leader in their field. If you've got that part down and you're really looking for a way to consistently show up as authentically you, as a way to systemize the actual act of showing up online, of of creating that thought leadership, I urge you to come check out the showupsystem.com. It is where you're going to find the Show Up System 2.0, which is my revamped content system. It has all the templates you need to start showing up consistently to repurposing the content that you've already created and finally get off the content creation hamster wheel and show up not only as authentically you, but consistently as well. All right, guys, see you next week.